Welcome to our podcast, Autoimmune and You. I'm one of your hosts, Erica. And I'm your other host, Rachel. We're just two women with rheumatoid arthritis who are sharing our personal experiences managing this disease holistically. And we are both wellness coaches, so we are super passionate about empowering you to live your happiest and healthiest life. Welcome back to Autoimmune and You. Today we are going to talk about social media. Uh, Rachel uh. and I are sitting here just like with like my stress is like I could just feel it in my body um, because there are certain things that we see on social media where we kind of share it with each other and we're just like, what the actual fuck is happening? Yeah. Why are people sharing certain types of information that have absolutely zero benefit to the person looking at it? And also, it completely disempowers people that have autoimmune conditions that are actually trying to improve their health. So basically, I found this post last night and it came up in my general feed. You know, when you start following a certain type of community or train of thought, you're going to get a lot of things that pop up in your feed. And so one of the posts that I found was it, 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 I can't even explain how deeply like shocked I was at this. And it's not like I haven't seen this stuff before. I'm just getting tired of seeing this kind of stuff. And it's not like I'm intentionally seeking this kind of information out. It just kind of pops up. So anyways, this particular post by someone in the chronic illness community that you know, is trying to, I don't know, I guess validate people's suffering, which I, you know, I validate people's suffering through my account. Like if you looked at my account, I really, at least I think I tried to balance between validating and empowering the person mm -hmm. that's, um, which is a know, whole other thing that we'll get into. Yeah. Yeah. A whole other thing. But basically this post said, if you're about to open your mouth and suggest one of the following to chronically ill disabled people, and then it lists a bunch of things, yoga, exercise, pot, stopping all medications, vitamins, natural remedies, going vegetarian, vegan, acupuncture, colon cleansing, getting more sleep, stop thinking so negatively, be positive. And then basically the caption of this was like, like slap people who like, have anything to say about like improving your quality of life then looking at the comments of like what people have to say and it's just like you know I don't know 50 plus comments of people saying like oh someone tried to tell me to do this or and it's like actual things that actually help my you. favorite like, one was someone tried to tell me to drink more water like yeah. yes you actually do need more water like most yeah. people in this entire world don't drink enough water and it does help. Even if you don't have a chronic illness, it completely changes the game. Yeah. I think the problem is, is that they're trying to say that no matter what you do, like you can't improve your health with a chronic illness. Mm-hmm. Or that someone's suggesting that if you do these one, that one thing that they suggested, that you're going to be cured. And from my personal opinion of being in this autoimmune community for the last six years, I very rarely do I see someone that's on the extreme side of holistic killing that's like medications are completely toxic, like you have to be on a raw vegan diet. Like there are those extreme sides of it, especially 
people that come from like medical medium community or like other really restrictive types of diet. Like I've seen that. But I think for the majority, those people are not going to be like, stop everything that you're taking right now and just don't ever touch a medication again. Like even then, I think that those people, even medical medium would like see the value in weaning off of something if that was your goal. Like, no, but I've certainly like to the other side of this, I've certainly seen people that are literally like putting a medication into you is like the worst thing you could possibly do. Like your body can fully heal itself without So I have seen that, but to me, it's very, very rare. Like for me, the people that I find that are doing holistic have a reasonable view and perspective of what it's like to manage symptoms Mm -hmm. and that medications are usually part of the process. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, so I don't know who started really fully perpetuating this idea that if you're managing it holistically, like you're basically against a thousand, you know, all the other ways of going it's about it. It's just like that perception. Like people just are, it's an assumption. But what do you think? Like to me, when I think about people kind of getting angry at people that are suggesting this, like I'm just thinking they're just clinging to their illness and they don't even want to let go of the idea of not feeling sick. It's literally addicting that feeling of like, like it sounds bad, but that feeling of feeling sick, that feeling of feeling sorry for yourself, that feeling of feeling bad is addicting. Yeah. It's, it genuinely is. I mean, think about anyone, not even with a chronic illness, anyone in like a terrible situation like yeah there I promise you like I know that some people might roll their eyes and honestly I don't even give a shit anymore if we get slack for some of the things that we say because this is our truth and yeah you don't have to listen yeah um to be completely honest but we obviously appreciate all of you who do listen and who do relate which is why we just I feel like get more and more and more real every single episode yeah my perspective on that is there's always a way to change your perspective and there's always a way to change your situation. You just have to believe in that. There's literally science backing that. Like Dr. Joe Dispenza's work, um, all of like the Esther Hicks stuff and Abraham Hicks and like all of these like people that are speakers, people that are spiritual mentors, people that are doctors, scientists, like there's proof that the more that you believe something is true, the more it's going to happen. Oh yeah. It's called placebo effect. Yeah. You have to, yeah, exactly. You have to literally believe that it's possible. And so I think that the people that are so convinced that they're literally doomed forever are probably going to stay that way. But once you change your mentality, things can start to shift and no, it's not going to be a huge miracle that that second, Mm -hmm. but the more that you start to believe things are going to shift into place little by little. So, but I, anyway, I think that it's just, it's addicting to stay in that mindset. And then you find media like that. And then you go, Oh, other people are feeling that too. And so then they comment and then someone else comments back on their thing. And then that conversation continues rather than interacting with content. That's actually going to empower you as well as validate. Yeah. Well, let's look at the labels of our diagnosis, for instance, right? Like we've talked about all the labels that one can put in their like bio on their Instagram, you know, like chronic migraine warrior, this, Mm -hmm. this and that. And honestly, within the last like week, as I was on this road trip, because it's been a while since I've done like a week long road trip where I'm just completely immersed in nature, like detached from Mm -hmm. social media because I don't have any Wi-Fi or like not even having the desire to be on social media. You kind of like, it was weird. Like I, 
it's been a while since I've been completely disconnected mm -hmm. from the chronic illness community or autoimmune community. And so I was thinking like, man, like I'm this entirely, not that I'm different on social media, but there's so many facets to who mm -hmm. I am that are not at all related to my desire to help people that have autoimmune conditions. Yeah. But the perceived way from others for my account is that I look very serious. It looks like this is all my life is about and all that I talk about. But in my real life, you know, getting to hang out with my close friend that moved to Colorado um, and her brother that I've known since like we were literally in seventh grade, it was just nonstop like laughter and like nothing, you know, none of my conversations are really related to health. I mean, like we we're talking about like healthy eating and like getting excited about the meals that we're going to make and like feeling connected to that, to our food in that sense. But I'm just thinking like there's this whole other human that people don't get to see, mm -hmm. but then on social media, it, we narrow ourselves down to our label of our diagnosis, right? Mm -hmm. And in one end, it's like we get to attract those people so we can spread that oh, message to yeah. them of empowerment. But at the same time, like, are we even limiting our own growth and our own healing because we're still attached to mm -hmm. that label, that yeah. RA warrior or whatever? Yeah, Erica and I have talked about this. Um, I feel like we talked about this a few months ago, you and I just like privately about sometimes we feel like because coaching and because of ma managing our own disease and because of our podcast, we really are so immersed in the autoimmune community. And honestly, in the last, like, I would say a couple of months, I have been immersing myself more in my personal life. Cause obviously I've been moving and I've been like switching up my role at orange theory. And I've been hanging out with more with, um, with friends and going on like trips here and there. And honestly, it's felt amazing because I get to, like Erica was saying, disconnect a little bit from that. Like sometimes yeah. when I'm working too much as a coach on the podcast, all, mm -hmm. like, it really does. It kind of bogs you down as much as we yeah. know we're helping people as much as it's like positive impact. It's a lot like, yeah. and it's a lot to be constantly reminding yourself of that. Right. And so yes. when that literally is all you identify as mm -hmm. like Erica and I know that we're different people. You all see, like, that's part of why I started sharing in a very different way on social media. I only share when it feels authentic. I yeah. only share when it feels like it's something that needs to be spoken to the collective. And I no yeah. longer just share everything just about autoimmune disease. I no longer share my daily autoimmune routines. I no yeah. longer only share things on my stories about autoimmune disease, because first of all, I know that I have other audience on there too that want to know about mindset stuff but yeah. also just like in order to empower yourself to heal you don't have to just immerse yourself in autoimmune stuff like for yeah. instance Erica and I both like when we are doing any sort of mindset work we aren't listening to people that have autoimmune diseases. Yeah. <laughs> I listen to a ton of Abraham Hicks, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Deepak Chopra, yeah. Sahara Rose, like all these people, none of them have autoimmune diseases. They aren't talking specifically about autoimmune. Like, yes, they'll touch on it here and there. Yeah. But they're talking about healing the spirit, the soul, the mind, like the body through all of that work. And so I think it's important to disconnect a little bit in order to then later on reconnect that to your autoimmune healing, if that makes sense. No, exactly. That's exactly what it is. And we've talked about this before. <laughs> a lot of these, again, a lot of these conversations that Rachel and I have are, you know, usually off of the podcast. So it's like we already build the foundation of like this thought process that we're going through. And then through. we just get hyped up and we're like, we have to talk about this on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. And I think a part of why 
again, Rachel and I have talked about this kind of stuff privately, but we're, we want to talk about it now is that a lot of people in the autoimmune community, again, are in that mindset of Mm dis-ease and they're uncomfortable Mm -hmm. with the empowerment or the positive side of things of what can happen, you know, what type of awakening and transformation and growth you can have after an autoimmune disease diagnosis. And that's what I really try to talk about on my account. But realistically, if you compared my account or an account like yours, compared to, you know, a quote unquote spoony account on Instagram or chronic illness account that has like memes and like focuses on all the downsides of living with the autoimmune disease. The amount of followers that I have is extremely less. And and, and again, I don't care about the followers. It's more of sh- talking about the kind of collective mindset mm-hmm. mindset mm-hmm. that the autoimmune yep. community is in. Yep. That means that the type of information that I share, the type of information that Rachel shares is reaching only a small percentage of this community because the collective has not gone down that path of understanding like, hey, like what is this diagnosis teaching mm-hmm. me? Like how can I become my healthiest version of myself, my happiest version of myself? How can I find peace again? How can I find gratitude in this situation? And it's, you know, when I look, like when I put something out there, like my heart, again, my heart is in it. I want to share this message. And, you know, I it's unfortunate that I feel like it doesn't get as out there compared to another type of message that completely validates people's pain and suffering and just kind of perpetuates that, you know? Again, it's okay to validate it. In fact, like I, yeah, I've said, like I try to validate people, but also like, let's give a solution. Let's, yeah. how do we change this? Not just like, okay, rheumatoid arthritis, my joints hurt and I get swollen yeah. and it can cause depression. Okay, cool. What, like, we all know that. So what can we do to help ourselves? Yeah, exactly. So what triggered all this? So this is kind of the conversation that Erica and I talked about on the last episode that we had recorded this whole thing about, and then it just poof was gone. Yeah. Um, and so now we're kind of like amped up again. Cause we saw other posts that triggered yeah. us. And so one of the posts that I had sent Erica a couple of weeks ago that I was like, we need to talk about this was a post talking about like depression. And it was like, these are all the symptoms of depression. Like, uh, and talking about like how depression runs like a lot of times with chronic illnesses, which is absolutely true. Yeah. But then there was no caption. There was no other slide. There was nothing else. It was just like, these are the symptoms. And yeah. I'm like, okay, great. You know what? Yes. It is important to identify when you are actually dealing with depression and when maybe it's like anxiety or like stress or whatever. Yeah. But then what are we going to do about it? How can Mm -hmm. you help yourself? What can you, how can you feel better? Like that is literally just perpetuating to a T that mindset of dis-ease. And there's another post that I came across that was like chronic illness is a thief. And then it was like, it steals our bodies. It steals our energy. It steals our health. It steals our family. It steals our friends. You know what the caption says? Stay with us for more. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? All it's doing is rallying people up and going, yeah, like that's me. Like life sucks. Like that's literally, that's, that's all it's doing. Mm There is nothing like to me that can come out of it. That's good. Now, has there been like memes and stuff that I completely relate to that are funny that I'm like, huh, that's funny. And like even Rachel and I maybe have sent each other some things. But they're more on the surface level and they're more like silly and it's like bringing light to a difficult situation. I can get that, but I can't get on board with just continuously 
um, focusing on all the negative aspects without offering any type of solution or help or direction for someone like if you're if you have a big account like at least for myself i mean oh god i don't even have five thousand followers but to me like i feel a responsibility like for a person in this position in this community to lead people in a better direction Mm -hmm. like i don't know like i mean okay whatever like that may not be their prerogative maybe i don't know who this person like half of the here's the other problem half of the time we have no clue who is behind that social media Mm -hmm. account you never see their face you never Mm -hmm. see anything and it's like well who is this person that we're trusting it's an internet troll it's literally an internet troll i don't know who those you know, those people are. So it's like a happiness, positivity stealer. Like when, <laughs> when I post about my flares and stuff that I've gone through, when Rachel's talked about her low points, like we always incorporate a perspective in there to help the person that who's looking at this connected to their own lives and go, man, like they found a way out or they did this to help themselves get through this difficult time. Or like, something something to leave that person but to me just like yeah leaving people to just kind of sit in their own quote what it actually is is misery to a certain degree you know um it's just it's disempowering and i think it's really really sad and it it's crazy that that's the majority of how people see their autoimmune disease or chronic illness or whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. um there's an aspect of this that if you think about just the entire population of the world, right? Of yeah. this human collective. Um, I have a lot of thoughts on this. I'm going to try to keep it as simple as possible. Okay. So no matter what you believe in religiously, spiritually, whatever, I think we can all agree that we're literally just souls living out a human experience in yes. this human body on this planet, right? Everyone believes that to some extent. I don't know yeah. about that though. I'm like, I don't think people are on that level of thinking. Most Okay. People. Well, regardless. Okay. Yeah. Let's just say that <laughs> everyone is kind of on the same page in general. You are a soul, spirit, whatever. You have something innately within you and you are in a human skin yeah. sack <laughs> on this planet. Your soul came here for whatever reason. Now I have my own beliefs, Erica, like we all have our own beliefs, whatever. I think Erica and I are pretty on the same page with that, but some people are just not evolved spiritually, mentally, whatever, to the point where they can understand that life is a lot easier and it feels a lot better to be at that higher vibration of love, gratitude, compassion. Yeah. And some people get so stuck in that feeling of negativity, of grief, of guilt, of shame, of jealousy, those lowest negative vibrations that you can possibly experience as a human being. And it holds you down there. It's kind of like having weights attached to your ankle. It holds you down there. And the more that you're perpetuating, the more that you're ingesting anything, not just, I'm not talking about food. I'm talking about the things that you're hearing, seeing, listening to, like, um, and anything, smelling, tasting, like, Anything that you are ingesting that is perpetuating that that lower vibration within your human body yeah. is going to keep you there. And yeah. so the important part is to always like look for that elevation, right? Look for those things that elevate you to that 
positivity, that love, that gratitude, that compassion. And it's really freaking hard in today's day and age. It's hard to find those things to elevate you. And some people are just not at that mental and spiritual level to even be seeking that out because it's not easy to find. It takes effort. Some people are not there at the point where they're willing to put in that effort. And that's totally okay. That's fine. Erica and I are here for the people that are ready for that. Our podcast is here for you who is ready, obviously, because you're listening to it this far Mm -hmm. into this episode, even if not like this far into our entire series of this podcast. I know there's tons of religious listeners here, which we love hearing from you. Yeah. Um, and so I think that not everyone is ready for that. First of all, definitely. Second of all, you need to be conscious about if you are ready for that, be conscious of what you're consuming, right? So mm-hmm. do a little social media purge and and take inventory, have that awareness. So the first thing, the first step to changing anything of your routine, of your habits, of the things that you do is awareness. You have yep. to have awareness that you're doing something that you don't want to be doing, right? Mm-hmm. And so on social media, it's so easy to just be scroll, 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 but you're not even realizing that half the things that you're seeing are negative and perpetuating that disease. Mm-hmm. So I highly encourage everyone here to slowly today, literally try it today, slowly scroll through your feed and really every single post intentionally sit with it for a couple of seconds and take inventory of how it's making you feel. Yeah. If you get any sort of that lower vibration of guilt, of shame, of anger, feeling triggered, feeling anxiety, sadness, yeah, take a moment, go to that person's feed or that post and really identify if there's more than one post that makes you feel that way, highly recommend just unfollow right then and there. I don't care if it's a friend, family member, best friend, an account you don't know, a famous person, unfollow. There's literally no reason for you to be consuming that. And I can speak from experience because I do this very regularly. I don't just follow a small amount of people just for like whatever, like people are always like, oh, it's like a ratio, like followers to following. I'm like, no, I actually only am very intentional about who I follow and what accounts I follow. I unfollow people all the time, best friends, coworkers, family members. I don't care who you are. If you post anything that makes me feel any type of way, I don't need to see it. There's no reason for me to be following you. I curate what I see on Instagram so that when I go on there, I know that I'm going to feel better coming off of it than when I went on. And I think that the people that feel negatively about social media are not curating what they're seeing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or just a matter of not being mindful, but I've said this before too. Social media is the opposite of presence. It is the opposite of being mindful. There's no getting around it. I don't care how high you're up in the spiritual realm of of life. To a degree, social media takes you away from being a present Mm -hmm. human. It takes away from your true self-worth, your confidence, because social media is a comparison game. There's no getting out of it. Like you can try as hard as you want, but the fact is if you are on social media, there's some degree in which it's affecting you, whether it's good or bad. Like there can be the opposite side of it. Like where I think we've talked about this in another episode, maybe recently where people see that you're talking about too much good and then they cannot, Mm -hmm. they have to unfollow you because it's too positive for the current situation that they're in physically with their health. And so there's, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, I don't know the, the correct answer. I wish I could say just, you know, do one simple thing with social media because I think we fluctuate. Like one week I feel like 
you know, really in control of like, you know, how I let social media affect me, you know, and then one week I'm super vulnerable and I'm like, man, like I just, you know, shared something really important and like it didn't get received well or whatever. But then I have to talk myself out of that. I'm like, Erica, everyone is using social media mindlessly. Mm -hmm. Sometimes things are a big hit for no fucking reason. And then sometimes things are just not getting the recognition, even though there was a really good message behind it. Maybe it didn't get seen by enough people Mm -hmm. or maybe enough of the people that understand that message didn't see it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, there's all these complicated issues around social media that really can affect us. And especially if you're in this autoimmune community, it can go either way, just like anything else. (laughs) Like you can feel complete, like, you can look at someone and be like, damn, their life is too good. Like, what's wrong with me? Or you can look at someone and go, man, they're like bringing me down. Like, I'm actually doing really good in my life and mm-hmm. with my health. So it's just a constant, I guess, checking in with yourself, yeah. um, checking in with, yeah, who am I following? What type of posts am I seeing on a regular basis? Mm-hmm. Um, what am I putting out there into the social media yeah. world? Like, I think that is the one thing that we are in control of, right? Like, what do I put out there? What message am I sending? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is there intention behind anything that you're posting? Like, I used to, for the longest time, just post, like, so much stuff constantly. And I felt like I had to be on my stories all day, every single day. I had to post something on my feed every single day. I've been posted on my feed in probably two weeks at this point because I just haven't – I've been busy. I haven't felt called to – And that's okay. And the thing is, I am so intentional with every single thing that I post from this point. I never used to be, and it didn't feel as good. And now it feels really good knowing that everything that I post has a purpose. I ask myself, what am I posting this for? Once in a while, it's just to show someone like a pretty view, which honestly, I know that that might make someone smile, right? Mm. Once in a while, I go to post something and I'm like, why am I posting this? It's kind of like, I check myself and go, Actually, I'm kind of like gloating a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I don't need yeah. to post this. I've deleted right? things. I've yeah. posted things and then deleted it because it didn't sit right with me yeah. after I posted it. I'm like, did I really? No, no. Yeah. You know, did I really need take to? Take that inventory of yourself, but also take inventory, like I said, of what you're looking at on your feed. And like Erica said, I have like, literally, I love making reels. I think it's so fun. Everyone knows that. I love making TikToks and reels. And some of them are just silly and dumb and just fun for me, right? And so mm-hmm. I still post them. No joke. It never feels the dumbest ones go viral. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why? I have all of this really deep, inspiring content that I feel like so many people would benefit from. And maybe like, I don't know, a thousand people see it versus like 26,000 on these dumb ones where I'm just like talking over someone else's voice. Like, but, but that, okay, let's go there because this is shows you again, the collective mindset of people Mm -hmm. that use social media right now. When I look at reels, honestly, no offense to anyone, (laughs) including yourself, but the, the voiceover thing, it's like, I get how it could be funny and like entertaining for two seconds, but I'm like, what does this even mean? Like, what are we all fucking doing? To me, Mm -hmm. it's like, is there like a main purpose to this? Especially if there's no caption to kind of explain in detail what you just said. Like people literally just do shit. And then there's no caption to no caption, no nothing. And I'm just like, so you just like did that. And then you posted that like that to me is like mindless. And people will post like, 
I mean, like three times a day with it now. And I'm just like, okay, this is getting out of control. And so like, I'm even trying, because I just started like doing reels and stuff. I could see how easy it is to be like, oh my God, there's so much I want to say. There's so much I want to do. Like, I just want to like put it out there. You know, like I already have like a million ideas in my head of like what I want to talk about. And it's like, I have to like check myself of like, okay, Erica, is this absolutely what you feel called to say and to post and do? Or is this because you just, it's just a thought that came through your head yeah. and you feel like you have to get it. Like you should, and, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, going back to like kind of, you know, the viralness of, I don't know if that's a word, of uh, reels and stuff like that, I had to recently realize, okay, Erica, like, it doesn't matter how many likes or whatnot you've gotten on this, like, you put it out there with your good intent, and it's up it's to the person, the right people. and it's reaching the right people, and you can't compare it, because I've seen people that get, like, literally 50,000 likes on the dumbest shit in uh -huh. the world. I'm like, okay, we cannot be comparing ourselves on social media because it, it, the context of it is all a matter of like how quickly things pick up or like what's relevant in the social media world. And one thing for me, the reason why I feel like my account has grown so fucking slow over the last whatever, how long I've had it is because I've never been completely on trend with everything that's happening on social media. I'm always a little bit delayed, but it happens when I'm like, yeah, actually that's kind of cool. Like, you know, maybe this will help me reach more people. But I've never used social media in that way. Like, thankfully, I've always been kind of intentional with how I posted, but now I feel like yeah, I don't know. It's just complicated. I'm just like thinking through my own thoughts right now of like social media. I'm just like, it's all really weird if There's you think so about it. There's so much to it. It's, so it's all really weird. This is an even more um, hype conversation than the last time we, we recorded about this. And we're also going in very different directions, which I love. Um, I don't know if anyone listening remembers or if Erica, you do. There's a movie called Idiocracy with Luke Wilson and Maya Rudolph that came out like literally, I don't even know, maybe 20 years ago almost. Mm -hmm. um, maybe like 15 years ago and it was all about basically like how dumb society had gotten it's like this guy wakes up like in the future right and it's all about how dumb like the people in the future have gotten mm -hmm. and it reminds me of that like literally social media like think about it. it's a business right social media itself Instagram Facebook um, uh, whatever Twitter they're yeah. all businesses and they their job think of um, what's that documentary called social Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, the one where I was talking about our addiction. Yeah. A social yeah. network. I don't remember what it's called, but it was yeah. the documentary on Netflix all about like how they literally are like, how can we get people to stay on longer? Reels yeah. have kept us on longer because TikTok figured out how to keep us on longer. So Instagram jumped on that. Right. Yep. Again, there can be value in social media. We're not saying like everything is terrible. Get off of it. However, yeah. being mindful and like remembering that they are a business. They're trying to keep you on there longer. And the longer that you're interacting with content, that's silly or dumb or, you know, neg perpetuating that negative dis-ease mindset. Yeah. The more it's going to serve you up that content and the more you're going to see that. So with content like Erica's, like mine, like other people that are actually positive in the community. And if you want to be interacting with that content, you want to see more of that on your feed, whether or not you're following those accounts, because they will serve you up some accounts that you're not following too. Make sure you're interacting with those posts because 
the algorithm will give you more of that. It'll be like, Oh, she spent, you know, she watched this video for three minutes versus this other negative one that she scrolled right past. Oh, let's give her more of this so that she'll stay on the app longer. Oh, there's this post that she liked and then commented on, Oh, we need to show her more of those. Cause she obviously liked that post or whoever's listening. Um, or they, um, so (laughs) just making sure that you're interacting with content that actually makes you feel good. So again, taking that inventory, if you find something that makes you feel really good and happy and grateful and compassionate and all of these like positive high vibrations, make sure you're interacting with that content so that you see more of it because we can't get around it. We're all spending way more time on social media than we will ever probably admit or like to think of, but you might as well make that time on social media a little bit more positive. Yeah, exactly. Another thing that I wanted to bring up is, um, so there was actually this podcast review that we got recently that someone was saying that they had to unfollow me for a while during their kind of grief process of being diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, because they were like, I didn't see how I could possibly ever get to the place where Rachel was. Yeah. And now they're following me again. So first of all, I want to say if you're feeling triggered by something, um, that I post ever, or I'm sure Erica feels the same way. Yeah. Please unfollow me. I don't ever want you to feel triggered or attacked by anything that I say. That is never my intention. Our intention on what we share on our podcast page, on our individual pages is not only to validate what you are going through, but also to show you what is possible when you truly believe in yourself, when you truly have an identity outside of your disease, when you truly believe in your own innate power to heal and feel better. Now we're not saying that you can can be completely cured and everything's going to be fine, but we do know from experience and from working with our clients and all the people that listen to this podcast that you can feel at least a little bit better as you keep going with this stuff. And another thing to bring up is again, with, if you're feeling triggered, identify why, even if it's not just me, like any account out there, if it's making you feel triggered, but it's actually positive content, identify within yourself and don't take it out on other people, please. For the love of God, just because you are feeling something, it's actually going to feel better Even if you have that like pent up, like, oh my God, I'm so triggered. Like, first of all, every feeling that you ever feel will go away. Just like we talked about on the last episode, but don't take it out on other people and don't bring other people down with you. I'm sorry. Nothing makes me more mad than when other people try to bring other people down because they aren't feeling good. Yeah. Can we just talk about the concept of like toxic positivity, this word that gets thrown out there on the social media world, especially from accounts that are more focusing on the negative aspects of having an autoimmune disease. To me, it's like, you know, I don't really understand that. Mm -hmm. Like, like, I mean, I guess I get it if it's like to a degree of like unreal, unreasonable and unrealistic expectations of the person. But in the end, it's much better to, even if you're forcing yourself to be in a better mindset, it's much better to force yourself into a better mindset than to a worse mindset Mm -hmm. around it. You know what I mean? And so there's just so many weird little things on social media where it's just like, I feel like we're just like all blindly kind of taking in people's information without really like diving deep into like, what they're actually trying to say. It's like, we just hear a word toxic positivity and then it passes on. And then everyone in the community is like, anyone who suggests, you know, a healthy way of living, oh, this is toxic positivity. It's just like, 
No, you got to find what that means for yourself. You know what I mean? What does a positive mindset look for yourself? Because there's a spectrum of a positive mindset. There really is a spectrum. And so I, I think like we put, again, things in such a black and white perspective. And so, yeah, you have to ask yourself, like, what is a reasonable kind of point of view of this illness that I live with and like who embodies that message Mm -hmm. and what does that feel right with me and so like that's what I mean by like checking in of like who you're following because people's messages can change like that's the thing too like I've followed people where I'm like wow like they're I love the message that they're sharing like I feel connected to them and then over time, you start seeing that that message changes and you don't have to continue to follow that person if that doesn't feel aligned with you. Like if that doesn't feel good for your soul, your spirit, like you have to check in with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of, I go back and forth with the term toxic positivity. I get where people are coming from when they're like, you know, you can't just mask everything and like assume that everything's fine. Right. Yeah. To a certain extent, that's denial, right? That's just denying that sometimes life happens and things are real, but I don't really know. Like, first of all, toxic positivity is like, what is it? What is it called? An oxymoron? Like Mm. it doesn't really make Uh, sense. Right. Positivity is positivity is positivity. It's okay to feel, to find the silver lining in things, to find the gratitude in everything. And I don't think that's ever toxic. Yeah. Even if you think of the like craziest case of toxic positivity where like, you're just like, oh my God, shit's hitting the fan, but everything's fine. I'm going to be fine. Yeah. Like you said, even that is the law of attraction. Yeah. The more that you focus on the good things that are still coming to you, even in the worst times, the more those good things will continue to flow. Yeah. So I kind of go back and forth. I see the side of it where technically it could be harmful, especially if you're dealing with like clinical depression and stuff like that. I get it. But I still think that there's something to be said for continuing to find those silver linings in any situation and focusing on the things that you do have and still continuing to live in love and gratitude. Yeah. And I think we can all sense when something's like authentic from someone versus not being authentic. You know what I mean? Like we have to like take into context like the whole person and what they stand for and understand like who they really are because that's where our kind of coping comes from and things like that. But yeah, I don't know. Like I'm trying to think of a case of like, I guess you can think of like the classic like influencer, I guess Mm -hmm. that like everything just looks perfect. And like, you know, there's no like, I don't know, realistic side to their life. And it's just Mm -hmm. like constantly spewing people with like, life is great and da 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 you know, because that's not the reality. Um, yeah, I mean, that's definitely toxic, right? That's not showing like the reality of life. Yeah. But I don't even know that that's toxic positivity. Yeah, Is I don't that know. really positivity? That's just fake as fuck. It, see, that's what I'm saying. That I guess that's what I'm getting to. Uh, I, it's more of like fake positivity versus like toxic yeah. positivity. Oh my God, that's, yeah, that's exactly it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's what yeah. I was trying to like, I was like, I don't know how I'm trying to say this, but yeah, I think it comes down to like being authentically, you know, coming from a space of like wisdom and insight and awakening and transformation where you can be on the other side and say, hey, you know what? Things are going to be okay no matter what you go through. Like what we talk about, you know what I mean? Like 
by no means i hope i hope i mean that i mean i can't control people's perception of us but i'm like i think we do a really good job at being realistic mm-hmm. with positivity like we're not i mean who knows i'm sure there's a lot there, there, you know what there and probably I also are a lot know of people that, like, out there positivity that term gets a like kind of a bad rap right because yeah. so many people have like kind of stomped on it in many different ways like on either side of the token but like I feel like it's, it is, it's that realistic perspective on life with an autoimmune disease that we're here to share. And I hope that that never comes across the wrong way to anyone. And I don't think it has yet knock on something. Um, yeah, but, but again, it's, it's not in our control. Like we know what we've been through. We know the experiences that we've had and the power of everything that we talk about. So like I don't even have that fear space inside of me because I'm so confident in in what I'm saying and you're confident in what you're saying. So it's like, I don't even care. Like at that point, it's like up we to the viewer. We know that if someone came at us for our content, that it's not about us. Oh, I it's wouldn't be hurt at all. where they are at and it's about them feeling triggered for whatever's going on within them. Like for instance, this was probably six months ago at this point. There was uh, this woman that followed me for a long time. I don't think I ever talked about this on the podcast Mm. um, because it was very fresh when it happened. But I talked to my autoimmune, like, support group. I, like, kind of talked to them about it and did a whole training with them about curating your social media because of this. It kind of, like, uh, prompted that. But basically, she um, was following me for a long time. She would respond to my stories here and there. And she would kind of always come off a little bit judgmental. Like Mm -hmm. she would be like, oh, you have walnuts on your oatmeal. Like those aren't good for you because they have more omega-6 than omega-3. And I'm like, Mm. it's a walnut. Like I'm not going to die. And also they don't trigger me. Like I'm not eating like a whole, you know, huge thing of them. I have a few on my oatmeal. So it's things like that. And then like I would share like my superfood smoothies and she would be like, I prefer to eat only whole foods. I don't use any sort of powders and da, da, da. I'm like, cool. Like, great. And I would always obviously respond to her like very kind, just like, yep, well, this is my mentality behind it. And eventually I stopped justifying myself because I'm like, I'm not sharing to make anyone else happy. I'm only sharing so that other people can see how easy it can be to more conscientious, conscientious food decisions. That's the only reason I'm sharing again, intention behind it. Right. I know my intention is there. Her, she was obviously feeling triggered by whatever I was posting And she kept responding. And eventually I just said, hey, I appreciate your feedback. However, I'm going to choose to stop responding and I'm going to take you off of my social media at this point because I'm not going to continue to encourage this. And to subject yourself to constant criticism. And I literally think I said something about like for my own mental health, no one likes to feel um, attacked for their own choices that make their own bodies feel good. I'm like, I said it in some way like that. And she went off on me. And mm-hmm. she said, well, where I come from, we respect each other's opinions and I wouldn't even want to coach like you anyway and all of this stuff. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like, of course, at first, like someone comes at you like that, like automatically your sympathetic nervous system kicks yeah. in and you're just like fight or flight. Like, oh my God, she hates me. Like, what yeah. did I do? I'm not trying to make anyone mad. I'm literally just sharing from this like intentional space. And it took me a couple of days. Like it, I was really low for a couple of days and Erica was with me through this Yeah, and like, It took me a couple of days to process because me as a human being, I feel so called that my soul's purpose on this planet is to spread light and love to 
everyone that I come in contact with and also spread light on having an autoimmune disease in your life. Yeah. And for anyone to ever feel any sort of negative, low vibrational way about Mm -hmm. any of my content makes me feel really bad. Mm -hmm. It makes me feel like, oh my God, I did this. Even though, of course, I know it wasn't me, but I still felt like my content triggered someone and that felt terrible. It took me a long time to process. Obviously, eventually I processed it, but she then like came to a different social media page of mine and like attacked me again. Um, like a day later and said, oh, I saw that you took me off, like all, all this other stuff. And I was like, yeah. and honestly, I just chose not to respond. And you yeah. can do that, by the way, you don't have to comment on everything. You don't have to respond to every message. I know it's really hard. And just like we said in the last episode, you get that like gut wrenching, like, oh, I need to like explode at someone. No, you don't. No, you yeah. don't put the phone down, walk away, go outside, sit in the sun, pet your dog, drink a glass of water smoke a blunt, like whatever you got to do, chill out and walk away because it's not worth it. And you're going to continue to spread that ripple of low vibrations when you know that it feels better to encourage and feel and spread and, um, attract those high vibrations that can get just as addicting as the low vibrations. And also it's going to empower your life to be better and better and better. Yeah. I mean, I, t- I told Rachel about this one person that, okay, so basically what happened was this lady would, I would post something and she would be like, well, you know, like, isn't that bad for you? Or like, mm-hmm. oh, I took this out and that really helped me. Maybe like basically implying that I still had symptoms because she saw certain foods in my stories that she thought were inflammatory. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she would feel the need to respond to that. And then, you know, I would have to say like, you know, we all have our own like food food sensitivities and like we should just eat a diet that like feels best for us. Then I just eventually was like, I'm not going to say anything at all. Like there's, Mm -hmm. I don't need to tell you that. And like, I think that's the weird part about social media is that we feel like we can, can, we can tell strangers. We all feel entitled. Yeah. Yeah, Like. Like, it's the most bizarre thing. In my entire time on social media, I have never, and believe me, I've felt the urge where I'm like, when I see people that have already, like, still eating dairy or things like that, where I'm like, oh, I want you to feel better. Just stop eating that food. But by no means have I ever, like, said to someone, well, if you just stop eating that, you would feel better. Even as a coach, though. Even as a coach, it's like... Yeah. Not even just on social media. Oh, exactly. And so it's just crazy that people feel the need and then also like move forward with that, like actually do it, you know, because I have felt that certainly at times when I see things, but I don't say anything because it's like, it's none of my business. Like this is your own health journey and you have to figure it out for yourself. You have to figure out your food trigger. Even what Rachel said with our clients is like, you know, of course there's, you know, a list of highly inflammatory foods that people shouldn't be eating. But like, I don't nitpick on them. I'm not telling them. I I always say what, like ask them, what foods make you feel best? Because I don't know that I'm Mm -hmm. not in your body. And we talked about this over and over. But the point is, is that just social media giving people the kind of, 
excuse to, mm-hmm. I don't know, dictate what they think is good or bad for someone. It's like, what are we all like? It's what? wild. It makes literally no sense. Um, so when I was first diagnosed, I did what pretty much everyone else does this day and age. And I went and I added myself to all these support groups on Facebook and started following anyone I could find that had RA or any sort of like autoimmune thing. And I started following all these people. And like we talked about a little bit ago, I was scrolling through my feed and I realized eventually after months of this, that I was not feeling better. I was actually feeling worse, even though I had already been doing all this stuff for mindset. And I, that was starting to make me feel better. And I was like, when I'm on social media, I come off of it feeling like icky and worse and doomed. Yeah. And so then I literally eventually deleted myself from all those things and started just following like spiritual people and like people that had podcasts that I had been listening to and stuff like that, that actually made me feel good and shared high vibrational content. And then eventually down the line, as I like my coaching business started picking up more, that's why I created my autoimmune goddess collective that like private support group is because I was like, I never had that. And Erica, like, and I both started being coaches because we never had anyone like what we do. Yeah. And I deleted myself from all that other shit. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to provide this space for people. Right. Because that doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It's really fucking sad. Right. Mm -hmm. That's literally why we created this podcast too, is because we want you to see that life can be real. Life can be tough. Like you heard us on the last episode. Mm -hmm. I was going through such a tough period of time and I was so stressed out. And honestly, some of the stuff is still happening and yet it somehow feels a lot better, even though that stuff is still going on. Yeah. It feels okay now because I've come out of that space and I've been able to remind myself of the fact that life is amazing no matter what is going on because I'm alive, because I still can walk because I have supportive people in my life, because I have a life outside of social media, because I am so strong in my own identity as a human being that I know who I am and I don't have to ask for other people's approval or seek other people's approval. And I think that too many people don't have that sense of identity and gratitude for their own life. And so they go kind of like seeking that, but in the opposite way. Like it actually, if you think about it, doesn't make any sense to be trying to feel better by putting other people down. Yeah. No, that's it. That's exactly true. Especially when you said like, you have like, uh, such a strong sense of self, like outside of social media, like I feel that way about my life. Like, I have really amazing friends, I laugh like 90% of the time outside of like being on social media, like I rock climb, I go into nature, I camp, like, there's so many different like facets of what makes me really, really happy that I look at social media as literally like point zero 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 one percent of myself. I don't even I don't even see it as part of my identity. And it's weird because like I've run into people, they're like, oh, you're healing arthritis holistically, like someone at the climbing gym and a couple other places. And I'm like, I'm kind of taken back for a second because I'm like, no, I'm just like Erica, but like it's weird that there's this whole persona, you know, even of us on the podcast and, Mm -hmm. and it's all things we cannot control. You know what I mean? There's, there's no way of like controlling that situation. Like it is just going to happen. Like we all have to continue happening. Yeah. They're all, there's always going to be like a persona that we see of each person on social media because we cannot represent the full spectrum of our life. It's impossible, right? Like I, my husband always tells me, he's like, why don't you make like funny stuff? Like, I'm, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but like 
in outside my life, like I'm very humorous. I'm very silly. I love to make my friends laugh. But on social media, you never see that side of me. And it's not that I'm want to hide that side of me. It just doesn't fit into the context of what I want to share to this community. So it's, it's, it kind of, it's like, but then I have to remind myself like Erica, no one's ever going to see the full spectrum. You're never going to be able to. No, no. There was this post that I reshared the other day on my story that was talking about essentially that, like we all think that we know a stranger's life on social media through what they're posting. Like even me, who I do post a lot about like my life, you still only know a teeny tiny little percentage of me, even though I am very diligent about like trying to show as much of myself as I can. You still don't know much about me if I'm being completely honest. Like Erica obviously knows way more about me. And like, we've hung out like a few times at this point in person and stuff, but there's so much more outside of what you see on social media that makes a human. And so first of all, that comparison game, right? Not comparing yourself. There's that like cliche phrase of, don't compare your behind the scenes to someone else's highlight reel, but it's true, right? That's true. And while Erica and I do share some things that are not necessarily the highlight reel, right? We still show the real. You don't necessarily see the stuff that we deal with on a daily, daily basis. All those little life stresses, we all have those Mm -hmm. and all those other things. So like remembering that everyone has their own stuff going on. um, And so not to compare yourself but also remembering that you have to have an identity outside of social media. So if you are a person that posts a lot on social media, um, whether or not you have a business or whatever you're doing on there, be intentional about what you're sharing and make sure that it's truly authentic to you. And you're not just doing it because you feel like you should, or because someone else wants to see it or because you want to glow or you are hoping subconsciously that someone else is going to see it, that you're going to make them jealous or whatever, like that sort of thing. All of that is lowering your vibration as a human being. And that will come back to bite you in the ass. Yeah. You know, it's super interesting. I've had like a few kind of upcoming coaches that are like trying to make like an impact in the community reach out to me privately. And I've had like a couple conversations with people. The theme that I get from people is like, how do you show up authentically on social media? Because like people perceive me as that, which is good. Mm -hmm. I, I would hope that, but I never know how that comes off. And it's flattering, but at the same time, it's kind of sad that a lot of people feel like they can't show up as authentic because they are trying to target a specific audience and they'll be like, well, how did, like, I've literally gotten asked, like, how are you okay with like telling people you're on medicine or this or that? I'm like, because that would be so wrong if I was like over here, like holistic lifestyle. And it's like, it's my responsibility yeah. to talk about these times. Like, I literally have to. Like, I I mean, some people don't find that, like, weighing on them to be completely honest. I don't, I don't know how they – I don't know how a human can function like that. Mm-hmm. But for me, I'm like, I'm not sharing these things to be like, oh, sad, like I had to get on medication. It's like, no, I've tried absolutely everything. Some, You know, something has triggered it, like something like COVID and, like, I have to do what I have to do. And like, we need to normalize that situation. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's crazy that there are a lot of people out there that you see as these big names on or big accounts or whatever on social media or or whatever, have a decent amount of followers. And then they're hiding major parts of themselves that to me, it's not a matter of like, oh, I can't just show all the aspects of my life. It's more of a matter of like, 
it's kind of like deception. It's kind of like deception. And it's, you know, I'm not trying to like, I don't want to be mean about this, but it's like those unfortunately are the people that are going to cause people to feel really insecure Mm -hmm. about their own health because they're looking at other people to these high standards and they can't achieve that for themselves. So it's like, it's not realistic. It's not achievable. And I think that can also be detrimental to this community as well. Mm-hmm. So I think in general, making sure that you're a seeking out, like we're all spending time on social media, seek out content that makes you feel good. Take inventory, have that awareness when you are on social media, it's a mindless game, right? But at least attempting to have a little bit more mindfulness around it and continuing to, like I said, engage in positive content. And you know what the word is, you know, I wouldn't say like, I guess, see, that's the problem with positive. It's like, it's had such a negative connotation that we like don't want to use it. But I think of more of like uplifting content, mm-hmm. more authentic content, like Encouraging, at least for my, yeah. yeah, for me, number one, it has to feel authentic and it has to feel real. Now, will I completely know if those two things are actually happening? I don't know, but at least my perception of that person like, is that. discretion, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because like, you know, we just recently had a situation with someone and <laughs> basically it feels not authentic. And I yeah. thought I knew what that person's account was about. And I'm not saying it's not entirely true, but just saying that, you know, just try your best to curate the type of information that you want to feed your mind with and that you want to look up to someone and see what is realistic for your life. Yeah. So I highly encourage everyone on here, literally, like I said, at the beginning of this episode today, right now, go on your social media, consciously, slowly scroll through and take inventory of how certain posts are making you feel. If it's not making you feel great, go to their profile. And if more than one post is not making you feel great, unfollow them. Or if you absolutely feel like you can't unfollow them for whatever reason, there's a mute option where you're still following them, but you won't see their content. Number two on your discover page, which is like that little search, um, icon on Instagram specifically, uh, next to like your homepage that is going to show you content that Instagram thinks you want to see scroll through that. And again, do the same thing interact with the content that you want to see more of like it, comment, share, save, those things Instagram looks at, the algorithm looks at highly, like big time, because mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, ever since I started doing this and I take inventory about once a month, I'll go through my list and I'll go through my discover page and I'll continue to like curate what I'm seeing. And I've noticed a huge difference in how I feel coming off of the social media. And also I spend less time on there now of just scrolling mm-hmm. um, because it's, it doesn't make me just sit there and like perpetuate that disease. And it makes me feel good and actually empowered to love like, Oh, I want to go do something for myself now. Like, wow, that was a really good tip that I just saw. You know, I should get outside and do something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But making sure that you are constantly consciously going through and curating what you're seeing because you will start to see more of it and you'll notice a huge difference. And I can tell you, Because I, like I said, I did a training for my clients on this and every single one of them that were on this training or watched the training, they were like, oh my gosh, it's so different now. Or I don't feel as attached to social media now, or I feel so much better when I'm coming off of it. Or I have found some really amazing accounts that have given me great tips. Like it is possible to make it a more positive space. And I'm telling you right now, I scroll through my social media and I feel good and I feel excited and I feel empowered and creative and uplifted. Yeah. And on the flip side of this, because I always like to do a flip side, is that 
it's okay to follow people's health journey that inspire you, but don't get hyper-focused on their story and what they're doing. Stay the biggest, actually the biggest fundamental thing that has helped me on my health journey is to seriously stay focused on my life and my health and my happiness. Because if you are an there, there's probably a lot of people out there that like follow my accounts and they look at my stories all the time. And, you know, it's like, but they, you know, they don't reach out. They're just kind of, what do you call it? Like ghost follower almost. Mm -hmm. They're just like constantly look at your stories. Um, you know, there's a negative side to that where you get really caught up in another person's life and you lose the value of your own life. Mm -hmm. So for me, looking at people's stories, I have to be that is the biggest thing I have to be intentional about because there's all this like background scene to their life and you actually see more than what you see on the feed. So like if I spend my time looking at too many stories, then I, my life gets diluted and I get delusional about my own life. I'm like, Oh my God, am I even like, am I doing something entertaining or am I not? So like, yeah, if you're listening to this and you follow someone that inspires you like Rachel and I, it's okay. It's good. But still remember that your life, no matter what's happening, is still more important than anyone else's story. Mm -hmm. And you really have to, at the end of the day, just like spend as much time investing into yourself instead of investing into other people. Like, I think that brings to like a perfect point that I think that our next episode needs to be about, which is finding your identity outside of your disease. Because yeah. it's so important and it's literally going to change your perspective on things like social media. Because yeah. the more that you connect with who you are outside of your disease, the less you're going to be seeking out that validation for what you're going through. And the more you're going to be seeking out encouragement and empowerment for what you're going through. Exactly. Mm. That's the next one. Well, thank you for listening to this episode. Um, like we said, this is one that we had actually recorded a couple weeks ago. And I think this one is way more passionate than the first one oh, we yeah. recorded. This is way more meant to be. So thanks for following along with us. Um, we really appreciate every single one of you, especially when you reach out and tell us what resonated with you. Um, sharing the podcast, especially on social media, sharing with friends and family, reviewing, rating. You have no idea how much it helps us get this message out and huge announcement. We broke 21,000 downloads, which is freaking wild. This has been a crazy yeah. ride and we just keep hitting these milestones and we are like, I'm getting chills right now. Like we keep being amazed. We're like, wait, what? No way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's all, I mean, we've just been consistent about it and we're, I think we are developing are like following of people that are in this mindset and that are ready or like at least becoming aware of the type of mindset they had before living with their condition and then now understanding that it could be something different and that's honestly the repeating feedback that we get from a lot of listeners is like i've had this disease for like 10 15 years and I've never heard anything like this and the way you guys talk about things and now I'm being more intentional with my food and all these different types of aspects of their life, but they didn't hear that information before. Yep. And so that's why we will continue to just be yeah, as – won't stop. Yeah, no, <laughs> definitely not. So we'll talk to you guys on the next episode. See ya. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to our Autoimmune and You podcast. 
Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share on social media. We really appreciate every bit of support. Sharing is caring. Every like, subscribe, and share that we get helps us get our message out to more people. Triggered. Yeah. <laughs> we got he did. Okay. Okay. Let's just we'll just start talking. I'm no longer holding back.